0: The following podcast is brought to you by the Jonas Podcasting Network, found exclusively at
1: wrestlingwithjonas.com. And good afternoon, wrestling fans. It is Thursday afternoon, 12 noon, uh, that we're broadcasting this. And I want to thank you for joining us, part of the Johnners Podcasting Network, as you just heard. We're also part of the Ontario Indie Podcasting Network here in Ontario. You can listen to us on Stitcher, Spotify, iHeartRadio, or anywhere else you get your podcasts from. And, of course, we're on Facebook and YouTube right now. So thank you for joining us wherever and however you are doing so. As you saw, we are also brought to you by our friends over at CoolBet, reminding you to stay cool and bet responsibly. We thank them for sponsoring each and every one of our shows, and it's greatly appreciated their contribution to our efforts to put out as much information as we can and have fun along the way so thank you cool bet and we are here it's this week in history we're keeping this show definitely going it's been a little bit difficult getting our other shows uh, going right now uh injured foot doctor's appointments people going back to work not going back to work and yeah it's crazy still Hoping to get some sort of sense of normalcy uh, this fall, but we'll have to wait and see if that happens. But thank you once again for joining us. Go check out our Pro Wrestling Tees store, prowrestlingtees.com backslash wrestling, And you got t-shirts there, and you can also uh, help out Stevens Wrestling Journey with curing malformation research at Sick Kids Hospital in Toronto. We are looking at the week of September 3rd until the 9th. Not as jam packed as it was last week with all the different uh survivor series or sorry, SummerSlam events that were going on, but uh, still a really good week of history. But we can't do it until we head over to Niagara Falls and bring in Jonesy. How are you, sir? I'm
0: doing fantastic.
1: Yeah, um, I will apologize to uh, people listening right now, it might sound a little bit off in my voice because last night I was at uh. The London Music Hall, uh, former home of smash wrestling and they were actually recording a uh, movie there and so they needed some extras uh, be in the audience and silently cheer and then loudly cheer and they went over the same part numerous times and myself and uh, some wrestling nerds were in attendance for this and so we were uh, obviously the loudest people there compared to the people who were there for acting uh parts and you can mm. tell they were not wrestling fans at all but it was a good evening got to see some uh people that haven't gotten to see for a little bit and damn i missed independent wrestling
0: yeah that must have been fun and uh, definitely your role vocal cords has uh, got a workout oh yeah
1: well as we were talking uh during it that's about almost eighteen months without uh, hooting and hollering and chanting uh, stuff. So, uh, definitely needed to work out and maybe a little bit more water before we started doing that. But didn't happen. And, the,
0: and they did. They did a couple of full matches. Did they not? Uh, no. Oh no. Okay. I thought they were going to have like a um, a match in there.
1: No. They was um, Jim Strider and Rodney Matthews did some. Uh, spots while they were recording uh crowd reaction. and oh, okay. uh, also Uh, vocals that way. We had uh, giving Tyson Dukes and the actor, I uh, didn't catch his name, Sean something, um, a break from entering action. But yeah, it was a really good night. But we're here to talk about history. Yes, and we are. September 3rd through the 9th. So if you're ready, sir, I'm good to go too.
0: I am. I just got to move you over there. There, now I can see. Okay. So, September 3rd, 36 years ago in Atlanta, Georgia, the great Muda defeated Sting in a no DQ match to win the NWA World Television Championship.
1: Yeah, you got Muda there with the title and uh, the legend Gary Hart
0: by his side. Great picture. 30 years ago, Manami Toyota defeated Yaki uh, Yamiko, that's better, Hara to win uh, the AJW Grand Prix uh, tournament. Man, that looks like a big friggin' trophy. It's huge. They like
1: their trophies over there in Japan. And
0: tournaments. Tournaments, definitely. Uh, it's a happy 34th birthday for Laura Dennis, a.k.a. Cherry Bomb, a.k.a. TNA's Ali, and now, currently, a bunny in AEW. Andor has also, of course, appeared in ZZW, Ring of Honor, and TNA. 28 years ago in Tokyo, Japan, Ted DiBiase and Stan Hansen defeated the Holy Demon Army, Toshishika uh, Kawada and Akira Tau to win the all Japan pro wrestling unified world tag team championship.
1: And once again, a lot of uh, gold there. And if the picture was zoomed out a bit, you'd see two more trophies.
0: Oh yes. Yes. You can see the taps. They're holding their trophies. <laughs> um, 15 years ago in uh, Sapiro, Japan, Minuro uh, Suzuki defeated Taiyo Akiya uh, to win the All of Japan Pro Wrestling Triple Crown Championship. Today would have been the 57th birthday of Marina Komolos, a.k.a. WWF's Mrs. Cleavage. She was born in Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada. Kamolos uh, began taking up bodybuilding and won the British Columbia Championship in Competitive Bodybuilding Middleweight Division in 1997. Kamolos would appear on the cover of many fitness magazines uh, in 1997, including Muscle and Fitness, Flex, and Women's Physique World. Less than a week after marrying a mix of Marshall artist and stuntman Paul Lazenby in 2005, Kamala's died of breast cancer on September 26, 2004, and she was only 35.
1: Yeah, when I was uh, looking for pictures of her, there was some uh, pictures that were probably uh, WBF uh, style with the bodybuilding going on and she just had muscles upon muscles and just like, it was like Zero body fat and ton of muscle on the Mm -hmm. uh, bone. But it was like, whoa, compared to what she looked like as Mrs. Cleavage. And, of course, that didn't last too long. And it was good that it didn't last too long because it was a horrible gimmick. And Chaz from uh, the uh, Headbangers was the uh, uh, beaver cleavage Mm -hmm. uh, character. But then when they dropped it and he became Chaz and she was Marianne, uh Marianna, they went a little far and tried to make it seem as though she was also a victim of abuse. And it was just not a thing, even though it was the Attitude Era, uh, not a tasteful storyline. And unfortunately, uh, she passed away, but it's thankful that they also dropped that storyline.
0: Yeah, that was kind of what was fun also about the Attitude Era, is those ones you go. Yeah. yeah, and some of that stuff doesn't age well. No, it does not. September 4th, 121 years ago in Chicago, Illinois, Frank Gotch defeated George Hackenschmidt to zero in a best-of-three falls match to retain the World Heavyweight Wrestling Championship.
1: And there's the tail of the tape.
0: <clears throat> oh, it yes. is. Both that.
1: were 32 inches uh, difference between Gotch and Hackenschmidt. But, yeah, pretty even.
0: Mm-hmm. 41 years ago in Sega Japan, Giant Baba defeated Harley Race to win the NWA World Heavyweight Championship for the third time. Baba would hot potato the belt right back to race three days later. I believe, yeah, I was, it, was, I believe it was three days later. but.
1: <laughs> yeah, I was looking for pictures in this one and I found the uh, this picture that's up on the screen from the first battle. But... I found more uh, pictures, but also GIFs from their second one. And my God, the beating that Harley Race took from Baba. Wow. Just to watch that match uh, in its entirety would be amazing to see because Baba just slapped him around like you wouldn't believe.
0: Well, you know what they said about uh, Harley Race. He's tougher than a 2 dollars steak. We've got... Now, what's the referee doing? He looks like he's got his hand, like, up to his chin, like, like, oh, my God, what is happening? He's going to kill him.
1: Between that and checking, are you okay? Because, as you see, Race is getting his uh, chin also uh,
0: squeezed off by Baba here. That would explain Race's ugliness. All right. Um, 34 years ago, the WWF held its third King of the Ring tournament. Uh, in the final match, Randy Savage defeated King Kong Bundy. A time before
1: they started actually wearing the crown and then he yes when it just not in a tournament format from Duggan.
0: Uh, 26 years ago, WCW presented the first episode of Monday Nitro from the Mall of America in Bloomington, Minnesota. Uh, Former NFL defensive tackle Steve Mongo McMichael was on commentary and the shocking return of Alex Luger. It was a shocking return as Luger, who had been at a house show in St. John with the WWF in New Brunswick, Canada the night before, obviously had no problem getting back across the border, Um, had been working without a written WWF contract for a few weeks, making him a free agent.
1: Yeah, if you ever, ever listen to anything involving uh, uh, something, Russell with Bruce Pritchard, that is brought up, and I think even uh, 83 Weeks talks about it too. But yeah, WD was trying to get a contract with uh, Lex, and he just wouldn't sign anything. And they were on the assumption that he was still staying and obviously appearing and in good faith, and they were going to negotiate. I guess he also uh, was calling Sting, and Sting convinced him to uh, not tell anybody about uh, his plans. And he worked, as you said, all the way up until the Sunday uh, before uh, flying over to uh, Minnesota and showing up on Nitro.
0: i like to know what the real price of, of like Luger was as far as what the WWF was, was trying to offer him versus what he did get from WCW because he did not get a lot from WCW. So it kind of makes you think, what the hell is WWF offering him? I think it was less than what uh, WWE was offering at the time, but
1: uh, I guess with the shock value and uh, a somewhat downside guarantee of if things work out, you're going to get more. They he went that route mm-hmm. but i don't blame him in a way because he was fl- floundering as a tag team with uh davy boy smith mm-hmm. at the time and even his last tv appearance was at uh 95 and he tried to help diesel it looked like but people were questioning if he actually was doing that and then he got knocked out and poof gone
0: yeah so you think if he did uh, stay in WWF, they probably would have turned him bad, would you not think?
1: Uh more than likely, because he was going nowhere as a face, and mm-hmm. we already saw the fact that they threw him on a uh, bus, and they sure that did. Went, that went bust. Like Vince McMahon somehow lost uh, faith in him. I don't know if uh, Luger would have ever gotten that trust back. Yeah.
0: You know, that'd be a road trip you could take. Find out what the route of that Lex Express was, and take that same route anyways also um what else was on the show i'm trying that uh, there i am also scott norton returned to wcw after a two-year absence some of the matches was flying brian defeated uh justin thunder Liger, sting defeated rick flair by dq and of course that would be pretty much the same match uh, on the last night of nitro except it was the pin of course And Hulk Hogan defeated Big Bubba Rogers to retain the WCW World Heavyweight Championship. All right. 21 years ago, on Nitro from Dallas, Texas, Kevin Nash won more Games 2000 to retain the WCW World Heavyweight Championship. Other participants included Sting, Booker T, Goldberg, Chronic, Jeff Jarrett, Scott Steiner, and the Harris Brothers. Um, Oh, pardon me. One person had to climb the uh, three-story cage, uh, possess the world title belt above the third cage, then escape back down through the door on the bottom cage to win. This was the last War Games match contested in WCW. Yeah, I mean, it looks neat, but...
1: It's a stretch calling this War Games because, you know, we know what War Games traditionally was, was two rings side by side, but WD did put a, a DVD that this triple uh, stack cage was used as a war games back uh, with uh, Bobby Eaton and uh, them in the uh, 80s. So oh. I guess it does count as a war games, but just definitely not your traditional one with the uh, double ring.
0: Going well, I, bet you, I bet you this one's a lot safer than the one they were using back in the 80s or early 90s. Oh, yeah.
1: Because they also had ladders on the outside of the ring and stuff like that. Uh, yeah. This uh, triple cage also is basically what was used for uh Ready to Rumble movie with yeah. What
0: a great, terrible movie. 21 years ago on Raw's War from Lexington, Kentucky, Eddie Guerrero defeated China and Kurt Angle in a triple threat match to win the WWF IC belt. September 5th, 26 years ago, NWA presented Clash of the Champions 12 Fall Brawl 90 Mountain Madness uh, from North Carolina. Uh, the Master Blasters, Irons and Steel, defeated Brad Armstrong and Tim Horner. Sting defeated Black Scorpion, who was Al Perez under a mask, to retain the NWA World Heavyweight Championship. But after the match, a second Black Scorpion appeared and taunted Sting, claiming he was the real thing. Yeah,
1: I gotta love those uh, eras with the Black Scorpion and you had Ole Anderson doing the voice uh, for <laughs> it. But this just seemed really overkill in names for a TV show, to be honest. Mm. Clash of the Champions 12. That should have been it. But then it's Fall Brawl 90. Oh, we're not done yet. Mountain Madness. three names for one TV show. It's just seen extremely that's a hell oh, a
0: TV show. I want to watch that TV show, and it's then eventually, pay per view. right. Um, did you okay? And, and we got another Clash of the Champions. Uh, this one was from 30 years ago. Uh, it was Clash of the Champions 14. No, nope, wait, ooh, that's a 16. Aha! Uh-huh. Took me a second. Fall Brawl, 1991. Uh, El Giante won a 50-man battle royal in the light heavyweight tournament semifinals. Uh, saw Brian Pillman defeat Bad Street, and Ricky Morton-, Morton defeated Mike Graham. Sting defeated Johnny B. Bad to retain the WCW US belt. Ron Simmons defeated the Diamond Stud, of course, at Scott Hall. Steve Austin defeated Tom Zink to retain the WCW World TV belt. Uh, and the enforcers, Arn Anderson and Larry Zbysko, defeated Rick Steiner and Bill Kazmier to win the vacated WCW World Tag Team Championship. 14 years ago in Cape Town, South Africa... Paul London and Brian Brian Kendrick had defeated Lance Cade and Trevor Murdoch to win the WWE Tag Team Championship. Not sure why I put a pause between championship, but it did. Yeah, it's, a it's, 30, <laughs> it's a happy thirty It's a happy thirty fourth birthday for Thomas James Ballister, aka A R Fox. Uh, he would be trained by Curtis Hughes in Atlanta and briefly in the WWE developmental system, uh, Ballister as Amplifier, before settling on AR Fox when he debuted for ZZW in 2010. Uh, he has gone on to become a star in the Indies.
1: Yeah, I can't say as though I have seen his work, unfortunately. Might have to
0: uh, go back in time and look it up. Mm-hmm. Today would have been the 86th birthday of Carl Ray Stevens, a.k.a. Ray the Crippler Stevens, not the singer. He started uh, wrestling from the age of 15. One of his mentors, uh, Nature Boy Buddy Rogers, called him one of the most graceful and talented wrestlers he's ever watched. His first major championship was the NWA World Tag Team Championship as one half of the Shire Brothers, Uh, Ray was Ray Shire and his brother, brother in quotations, was Roy. Uh, He would be known as the great as a great bumper and is said to have invented the turnbuckle flip during his time in San Francisco. He would become the most beloved and hated wrestler in the area. He would go on to capture the San Francisco version of the NWA U.S. uh, championship nine times from 1990 to 1970 and win the NWA World Tag Team Championship in 1965 with Pat Patterson as the Blonde Bombers. In 1971, Stevens joined the AWA and captured many tag belts. Four times, three with Nick Bockwinkle and one with his old partner Patterson. And three more NWA world titles, it was in the AWA where Ray received his Crippler name when in 1972 he crippled Dr. X, who was on his way to Japan as the Destroyer, with his knee drop from the turnbuckles. Steven's knee drop would be banned from the company. Uh, Bobby Heenan was his manager before a falling out with Bonkwiggle. In the WWF, under the management of classy Freddie Blassie, then later Captain Lou Albano, Stevens' tenure in the WWF, however, was a short one. His final days in the ring came for AWA. Stevens would feud with Zabisco before finally calling it a career in 1992. On May 3rd of 1996, Ray Stevens would die of a heart attack. He was 60 years old. Of humorously, he was inducted into the inaugural class of the uh, Wrestling Observer Newsletter Hall of Fame in 1996 and the Professional Wrestling Hall of Fame in 2006, where he was inducted for both his singles and his tag team accomplishments.
1: Yeah, kind of surprising you don't have... uh anything involving the wd hall of fame so i'm not sure if uh that's actually happened or if uh, that's still uh going to be potentially as a legacy
0: yeah um, i'd imagine
1: a legacy inductee here. um then i'm looking at this picture here the one in the middle with uh that's in color he could almost pass as uh a relative of uh greg valentine yeah They could have been a decent tag team together. I also worked with a woman that looked like that at uh, one of my first jobs.
0: All righty. We're moving on to September 6th. 25 years ago, Jim Ross announces on a special edition of Friday Night Raw that Razor Ramon and Diesel were on talks to return to the WWF. But how? They were over on WCW. Was Jim Ross turning heel? Oh, we'll find out eventually. 24 mm-hmm. years ago in Memphis, actually, it was a bad heel turn. Uh, 24 years ago in Memphis, Stephen Dunn defeated Doomsday to win the USWA Southern Heavyweight Championship. Dunn would become the last champ for USWA as the company would shut down two months later. 18 years ago in Tokyo, Japan, uh, Toshihiko, oh man. Toshihika, I can't say that today. I don't know why. Kawada uh, defeated Shinjiro Otani. Yeah, I can say that to win the All Japan Triple Crown Championship for the fifth time. It's quite the uh, three belts that you
1: end up winning when you do that. They are very yes,
0: and I really like the top belt. They're very nice looking. I don't know. Almost, almost kind of like the game. The bottom part there the way it, you know kind of like the game the game uh freaking yeah. anyways yeah the crown that's it 16 years ago wwe tapes the first friday night smackdown uh many markets didn't get the, to see the show that friday on tv due to a benefit concert for hurricane katrina The Legion of Doom, Hendrick, and Road Warrior Animal defeated Eminem, which of course was Mercury and Nitro, to to retain the WWE Tag Team Championship. Eddie Guerrero defeated Rey Mysterio in a steel cage match. And Batista defeated John Bradshaw-Layfield in a bull rope match to retain the World Heavyweight Championship.
1: Yeah, you can't go wrong with uh, that sort of... uh... Lineup when you get a uh, match with Eddie and uh, Ray in a steel cage and then a bull rope match all in the same card.
0: Yeah, that's... uh, On free TV, nonetheless. Yeah, and that cage match is a good match. That's on uh, one of the DVDs I got. Yep. Uh, 11 years ago, at an Impact uh, taping, Jay Lethal defeated Doug Williams to win the TNA X Division uh, Championship for the fourth time. Ten years ago, wrestling lost Little Tokyo. Uh, He would die of a heart attack. He was 70 years old. Uh, A little bit about him. He was born July 5th, 1941 in Tokyo, Japan. Uh, Shingiri Akabain, aka Little Tokyo, would win the NWA World Midgets Championship three times from 1974 to 1983. He appeared at WrestleMania three in a mixed tag team match where he and his mentor Little uh, Lord and Littlebrook teamed with King Kong Bundy against Hillbilly Jim, the Haiti Kid, and Little Beaver. And then they all turned on Bundy. They all turned on. I no don't blame him. Bundy's a jerk. Not in real life. He's a nice guy. Uh, it's a happy. Well, now he's unfortunately gone. It's a happy 60th birthday today to Windy Richter. Born in Dallas, Texas, trained by Leilani Kai and Judy Martin, and was the future tag team partner of Joyce Grable. Richter would play an integral part in the Rock and Roll Connection. She is a former two-time WWF Women's Champion and WWE Hall of Fame class of 2010.
1: And I believe she's also a major... uh... Uh, member of the Cauliflower Alley Club where the uh, picture on oh. the right uh, is from. Uh, they do a lot of conventions and also raise funds for uh, wrestlers who uh, are down
0: and out. Yeah, I never really thought about the women getting cauliflower ears. Hmm. 58 years ago in Omaha, Nebraska, Vern Gagne defeated Fritz von Erich to unify the AWA and o- Omaha World Heavyweight Championship. Thirty years ago, Bret Hart defeated IRS to win the King of the Ring tournament. This would be the last King of the Ring not televised as it would become a pay-per-view two years later. Twenty-four years ago, WWF presented Ground Zero in your house. Brian Pillman defeated Goldust. With the win, Pillman won Marlena's services for 30 days. Sabio Vega defeated Crush and Farouk in a triple threat match. Max Mini defeated El Torito, and it's not the uh, not Masquerita Dorada who was with the WWE in 2013-16 to as the mascot of the Ma- Los Mantadors named El Torito. I tried to find out who this uh, guy is, but I wasn't able to find it, except that he wasn't that guy. Just uh, a the headbanger. Bowl. Sorry, go ahead. Just a different bull. Yeah, different bull. The Headbangers, Mosh and Thrasher, defeated the Legion of Doom, uh, the Godwins, and Owen Hart and the British Bulldogs in the Fatal 4-Way Elimination uh, match to win the vacated WWF uh, Tag Team Championship. Uh, Bret Hart defeated the the Patriot to retain the WWF Championship. And Shawn Michaels and The Undertaker fought to a always exciting no contest. And, of course,
1: that was a huge setup with the fact that what was coming the following month and the reason for the birth of HALA Sel, which, of course, we'll talk about in
0: October. Absolutely. And, uh, yeah, those, those. oh, man, I tell you, anytime I go to a wrestling event, I go, please don't give me a fought to a no contest. Anything but that. 22 years ago at a SmackDown taping in Albany, New York, the Big Show and The Undertaker defeated The Rock and Mankind in the only doubles Bearded alive match in history to win the WWF Tag Team Championship. And I believe this is the one where he bounced real good, too, isn't it?
1: Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Big Show threw uh, Foley from the stage onto the pile, and he did quite the bounce.
0: That's got to be a meme.
1: Eh, somewhere. A meme. I didn't find it.
0: That's okay. That'd liking. be a great meme, though. I like that. 22 years ago, oh, I already did that, but on the undercard, uh, Davy Boy Smith, a.k.a. the British Bulldog, returned to the WWF for the first time since the Montreal Screwjob. He would go on to defeat the Big Boss Man to win the WWF Hardcore Championship. 17 years ago, at a SmackDown taping, Kenzo Suzuki and Rene Dupuis. Uh, defeated Billy Kidman and Paul London to win the WWE Tag Team Championship. The main event had Kurt Angle and Eddie Guerrero fight to a no contest after returning Big Show cleaned house.
1: Yeah, I'm not sure if uh, Dupuy still uh, owns that distinction of being the youngest uh, champion in WWE history. Um, I don't think it was this tag team with uh, Suzuki that he did it but with la resistance i believe he was only 19 years of age when he won uh the tag team gold he actually just was recently here in ontario in toronto for uh no ring north and huh. uh hammered some uh skewers into uh warhead's uh, forehead uh in their uh brawl that they had as their match
0: nice always love the skewers um, now, you said he was the youngest. Wouldn't that technically now be that kid that was at that WrestleMania? Well, yeah. If you want to check. If, if you want to count call, that. Okay. If okay. you
1: want to call Nicholas uh, Cone yeah. uh, the youngest, then yeah, 10 or 11 years old, he definitely does uh, take and kick uh, Renee to the curb. But if you want. It definitely to,
0: gets an asterisk beside it. Yeah. 12 years ago, WWF presented Unforgiven. The show introduced the championship scramble match, a 20-minute match with new participants entering at five-minute intervals. Only the person who scored the last decision when time expired would be recognized as champion. Uh, Matt Hardy would go on to defeat Mark Henry, uh, The Miz, Chavo Guerrero, and Finlay in a championship scramble match to win the ECW championship. Triple H defeated Brian Kendrick, uh, Montel uh, Vote. Oh man, what am I? MVP, what am I trying to do the <laughs> middle name? Uh, Shelton Benjamin and Jeff Hardy in a championship scramble match to retain the WWE championship. And Chris Jericho defeated Batista, Kane, JBL and Rey Mysterio in a championship scramble match to win the World Heavyweight Championship. Were any of these any good? Because I I didn't even know this, that that existed. They were decent matches.
1: Um, I, I didn't mind them. Uh, maybe three on the same card is a little overkill. Yeah. Uh, what kind of disappointed me is the fact that whatever reason uh, backstage, obviously pol- some politics going on with that, and it got Jericho into the world uh, championship match, but they had actually CM Punk as the champion at the time. And they took him out backstage and inserted Jericho, and he totally got lost, lost his title without being part of the match. Because uh, they were just like, okay, we'll have a new champion. So whatever politics happened backstage on that night was horrible. They could have at least had uh, punk in there and dropped the belt to somebody uh if it was going to be jericho they could have had jericho take out one of the other people instead of punk because i don't even think they followed up on that storyline with punk uh trying to get back his title once he was uh, cleared they just was like okay move along so that was kind of the disappointing part of that whole thing but yeah, I think it's one of the only times that they
0: did the scramble match was all three in one shot. Yeah, yeah, it's I, I, one one match would be okay that way, but I wouldn't want to watch three in a row. Yeah, it's a happy forty fourth birthday to Nora Christina Ben aka Mighty Molly Holly. Moving on to September eighth. Thirty-eight years ago, in Chiba, Japan, uh, Stan Hansen defeated Giant Baba to win the Pacific uh, Wrestling Federation World Heavyweight Championship. Twenty-two years ago, Brian Curtis uh, held—oh held, man, Hildebrand—that's better—dies uh, of stomach and bowel cancer in Tennessee, and he was just thirty-seven years old. He was born in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, on January twenty-first, nineteen sixty-two. Hildebrand broke into the wrestling business as a manager at age 22. He would earn the name The Shooter after he took down a fan who tried to get into the ring during a match on Nitro. And Hildebrand continued refereeing until just days before his death. We've talked about this guy before. Um, He's one of my favorite refs.
1: Yeah, definitely stood out. um, Also recognizable with the fact that he had that big mustache. Uh, Sometimes he had the curly hair but I always was wearing uh, the suspenders, which a lot of uh, the other referees obviously were not doing. Mm. And uh, if you read, uh, I believe it's Mick Foley's first book, Have a Nice Day, he talks a lot about uh, Brian Hildebrand uh, in that book. He was close with Brian, uh, even was managed by Brian uh, down in the Indies when Brian was uh, doing the manager uh, gig. But uh, yeah, a lot of uh, good
0: words said about Brian
1: Hildebrand in Mick Foley's book.
0: It was always great watching his hand uh, gestures and his reaction to a big move. It was always just, just great. 14 years ago in Johannesburg, South Africa, Lance Cade and Trevor Murdoch defeated Paul London and Brian Kendrick to win the World Tag Team Championship.
1: And now Trevor Murdoch is your NWA yep. World Heavyweight Champion. I think uh, that's fantastic would never have saw that coming but yeah yeah amazing that he's held on to career this long to make it to the top like that i believe uh, when he did it uh, just the other weekend um he was actually wearing uh a jacket and trunks the same as harley race
0: hmm. nice seven years ago sean christopher Hare, aka sean o'hare uh would take his own life he was only 43 O'Hare had reportedly been suffering from depression and alcohol addiction.
1: Yeah, that's a reminder with you guys, guys like uh, Sean O'Hare, and we just recently lost uh, Daphne, uh, depression. So if uh, that's bothering you, reach out to somebody. There's always somebody around to the talk, you know. Uh, it's unfortunate. A career got cut short like his. You uh, got Mike Awesome. uh Chris Canyon and so many have lost their lives due to depression and taking it on their own. Um, I liked Sean O'Hare. He had a great look to him, definitely unique compared to uh, the others that were around. Uh, He was the one that stood out for me uh, with uh, the natural born thrillers that uh, WCW had. And when he was one of the guys, obviously, because he had a cheaper contract uh, and got brought in when WCW got bought out by WD I was looking for good things for him. He got put with uh, Piper at one point. He was going to do devil's advocate type deal. But yeah, just an amazing look he had that was unique and could have gone far. It's unfortunate that uh, demons personally got to him.
0: Mm-hmm. Well said. Happy 43rd birthday to Tanae Brooks, a.k.a. Teenage Rebel a former Dallas Cowboys cheerleader and dancer and licensed comatologist. She broke into the business after her longtime friend and former WWE diva and TNA knockout, Christy Henny got her in the door of the wrestling business.
1: Yeah. And then uh, as recent uh, times also, she's been doing uh, makeup uh, for uh, AEW. Uh, she was also, as uh, you mentioned, doing it for uh, Impact Wrestling, but uh, just Became also a really good friend with Britt Baker, and mm-hmm. Britt was has been de- calling her Reba instead of Rebel, but uh, <laughs> she's been uh, Britt Baker's sidekick uh, for a long while, and has been excelling ex- in uh, uh, AEW. She actually just recently had a her knee blow out of her, and was out for a while. But she was in the uh, Battle Royal this past Sunday
0: at uh, All Out. It's a happy 50th birthday to former WCW World Champion David Arquette. Today Mm -hmm. is the 51st birthday of Scott Anthony Levy, a.k.a. Raven. Yeah, I just want to go back
1: uh, quickly with uh, David Arquette. You see him here in this picture with his world uh, championship and everybody shit on him uh, because it was an actor, a a comedy actor coming in to the wrestling world. And it was cross-promoting with um, the Ready to Rumble movie, obviously, that he was uh, there. He's living his dream because he's a huge wrestling fan, but people crapped on him for becoming a world champion and undeservedly so considering what the lineage of that title also had. And it actually affected him uh, that years later, he, even with all his health problems, decided to do a documentary uh, that I highly recommend as uh, You Cannot Kill David Arquette. And it shows him learning how to properly wrestle, going down to Mexico in the dirtiest places in the world and wrestling there, wrestling on the street as well during stoplights, and he did some uh, hardcore backyard wrestling, Uh, he unfortunately ran into Nick Gage, um, and that was a horrible uh, situation there, but all of this in a chance to redeem himself for the fact that he loved the uh, world of wrestling and wanted to prove that he might not have deserved it then, but he deserves it now, the accolades from the fans. And I think he actually uh, did earn a lot of fans' respect. Uh, it started off with a um, convention, I think, in Detroit with Brian Knobs and shunning him, which motivated him. And then a year later, he was back at that same convention, and uh, people were embracing him and welcoming him to be part of the show. So if you ever get a chance to see uh, You Cannot Kill, David Arquette is definitely a... Worthwhile venture,
0: indeed. September 9th, 41 years ago in Allentown, Pennsylvania, the Wild Samoans defeated Tony Gurria and Rene Goulet, or Goulets, sorry, to win the vacated WWF Tag Team Championship for the second time. 41 years ago in Columbia, South Carolina. Dusty Rhodes defeated Aaron Anderson to win the NWA World Television Championship. Ooh, have seen what it was. 30 years ago, Ric Flair would make his in-ring debut for the WWF. He wrestled two matches for a WWF Superstars of Wrestling taping in Ottawa, Ontario, Canada. He defeated Jim Powers and a no contest against Mark Thomas. Flair's television debut would also be on uh, shown on primetime wrestling that same day as the newest client of Bobby the Brain Heenan. Yeah, now, see, that's and, not so bad. You got a no contest, but he also had another match where he actually defeated someone, so that's okay.
1: Yep, yeah, and you see him there with the uh, big gold belt. And, of course, I think we've talked about it before, but fans will... Uh, Know that he left the uh, NWA, WCW uh, after Jim Hurd had some issues with him, and he had issues with Jim Hurd. Jim wanted him to shave his head or cut his hair and uh, change his name to like Spartacus or something like that. It would have been, uh, been gold. Put an earring in his ear. It just was something that obviously Rick couldn't handle and walked away. But he also had a deposit down on that belt. And until he got his money back, he was keeping that belt. And WWE was uh, showing it on TV. Uh, It was on the funeral parlor and stuff like that. Uh, Bobby Heenan had it when he confronted Hulk Hogan uh, during SummerSlam. Or, yeah, supposedly confronted Hogan during SummerSlam, just talking to a door, mind you. But uh, they were doing that for the first little while. And then I guess uh, WCW got in touch with Vince and started uh, complaining and they started blurring it out. But then even after, I guess, Flair got his money, they started giving him a tag team title. And uh, there is a picture of it on the internet, uh, I think from Survivor Series. Everybody's in the ring and he's holding up the belt. And it's not blurred by whatever fan took it, but it was blurred on TV. And it's a tag team title. He's holding up to make it look like he's still holding the world championship. Of course, by January. He would hold the
0: WWE Championship Mm. with a tear in his eye. With a tear in his eye. 28 years ago, a phantom match took place as Shane Douglas won the ECW Heavyweight Championship via forfeit over Tito Santana in Roanoke, Virginia. The show never actually took place. 21 years ago in Mississauga, Ontario, Canada, Rhino defeated Kid Cash to win ECW World Television Championship. He would be the last to hold the title as the company officially shuts down a few months later. Now, did they bring that? I don't think they brought, brought that one back, did they? When The TV title? No. That title, no. That title never made
1: it back. Uh, when WWE finally uh, resurrected ECW, they only had the uh, world title they didn't even bring in uh, tag team titles.
0: Hmm. Uh, 15 years ago at ZZW, down with the sickness forever, a tribute to Chris Cash 2 at the ECW Arena in Philly took place. Eddie Kingston defeated Chris Hero to win the ZZW championship. And Sonji Dutt defeated Sexy Eddie to win the ZZW Junior Heavyweight Championship. And lastly, 14 years ago, TNA presented No Surrender. The uh show's main event featured Kurt Angle defending two of the TNA titles as he had won them the previous month in a winner-take-all match against Samoa Joe. This was also the in-ring debut of Adam Pac-Man Jones. Team Pac-Man, waka-waka-waka. Actually, it's more wonka-wonka, maybe. I don't know that's it that's it thank you (laughs) adam jones and ron killings defeated kurt angle and sting to win the tna world Tag team championship jay lethal defeated kurt angle to win the tna x division belt and kurt angle defeated abyss and he retained his tna world heavyweight championship And that is it for this week. Of course, this week in wrestling history is compiled from the vast land of Google, Wikipedia, kchiteseats.com, and most importantly, from fans and journalists that had front row seats to history. And a big thank you to our sponsor, CoolBet, CoolBet.com, and sportsbook betting and game and casino games. Stay cool and bet responsibly.
1: Excellent. Well, thank you once again for putting this list together. I have your next list and going to be getting that ready for our next show. I just want to remind everybody to uh, check out all our stuff going on. If you're in Ontario, I am working on a page that will have all the listings for the different organizations in Ontario, different suppliers, and of course, most importantly, dates for where you can attend Ontario shows. So check us out at our website at our website, which is uh, scumbagswrestling.ca, and we'll have all that list available, and eventually I'm going to work on a uh, directory of Ontario talent, uh, so you can catch up on whoever you want to follow, and mm-hmm. we'll uh, have some information on there, and little bios, uh, and what have you. Just I got plenty of time on my hands sitting at home while my foot heals, so I'm going to make the best of it.
0: on his hands.
1: So yeah, thank you for joining us, whether it's on Facebook or YouTube and listening to us on Stitcher Spotify, Art Hit Radio, or anywhere else to get podcasts from, part of the Adjourners Podcasting Network and the Ontario Independent Podcasting Network. Thank you, Chris, and we will see you all next time.